are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day you're listening to, though, is wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist. I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I know you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, I want to talk about the Dimebacks new signing, Asrubal Cabrera, and we're going to talk about just the overall state of the infield. And then in the second segment today, I'm going to be, I'm going to give my thoughts on the MLB deadening their baseballs. But first, don't forget to go to Built Bar and use that promo code Locked On. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, you could get 20% off your next order. Remember, that's promo code Locked On at Built Bar. All right, let's get right into it. And let's talk about the state of the D-backs infield. Because, of course, this D-backs offense in 2020, if you guys watched this team, it was frustrating to watch. I know it was a lot of games that I was like, man, I'm I'm done watching this game after the fourth, fifth inning because either their pitching was just getting shelled or the team could never never get on base, could never bring guys home, and it was just a frustrating 2020 season as a whole. And the D-backs infield didn't help out anybody either. Their infield really struggled in 2020 after their infield kind of being, you know, the source of probably a lot of their production in 2019. Christian Walker last season was basically a diamond in the rough that the D-backs found. He was really good for the team with 29 home runs. Carson Kelly coming over from that Paul Goldschmidt trade from the Cardinals. We really thought he was going to be the future. Yadier Molina when, when he hit 18 home runs the last season. Quetzal Marte was top five in MVP voting. Eduardo Escobar had a career season. Nick Ahmed He was doing Nick Ahmed things, you know, still playing elite defense, not giving you much offensively. 19 home runs, you'll definitely take that, but still overall not too much. But in 2020, the same couldn't be said for those same players. Christian Walker, he was still probably the best player in that infield bunch, but still his numbers came down just a tad. And according to, you know, wins above replacement by position, Christian Walker was a below average first baseman in 2020. And a lot of that's because of his poor defense at first base. Ketel Marte did not look like the same Ketel Marte. Still bad at 287, but his other numbers didn't get on base a lot. And his power just completely evaporated. Nick Ahmed, you can make the argument he was the best infielder in 2020 after easily being the worst infielder, I would probably say, out of the bunch in 2019. Eduardo Espar, I think you could probably say he was the worst infielder of all the D-backs in 2020. I mean, 212 average, 270 OBP, 605 OPS. Uh, It was a lost season for Eduardo Escobar. And then Carson Kelly, he did not, you know, take a jump. He did not take a leap. He moved backwards in 2020 after we expected big things from him, or at least I expected big things from Carson Kelly in 2020. I thought he was going to be, you know, 
He still can be, but I thought he was going to be the future of the D-backs and show even more progression in 2020, and that just did not happen. And I think that's a lot of the crux, a lot of the issues with the state of the D-backs right now. Are these players closer to their 2019 form or their 2020 form? Because entering the 2020 season, a lot of the discussion around the D-backs team was, you got so much, so many career seasons, so many breakout seasons from your players like a Ketel Marte, a Christian Walker, a Eduardo Escobar. Seasons that we haven't really seen before from these players. Maybe they showed signs of, you know, uh, uh, of that kind of potential in 2019, or maybe they had good seasons prior to 2019, but not on that level. But in 2020, anyone who had concern about the D-backs. With that regard, with saying, hey, maybe those dudes just had career seasons and we shouldn't expect it again, the naysayers that were saying that ended up being right because everyone who pretty much had a career season in 2019 had the opposite in 2020. And right now for the D-backs, that's, that's the question that they have to figure out and the question this you know these players have to answer entering next season. What version of you are we going to get? Are you that 2019 player that was, you know, when almost every infielder outside of probably Nick Ahmed, you know, would have, could have been eligible for an all-star game? At least Ketel Martin, Eduardo Espar, those are all-star level players. Christian Walker, Carson Kelly, those were still above average starters last season, even if Nick Ahmed was just an average starter. His defense probably pushed him above that above average threshold. But 2020, all of them were below average. And that was, you know, probably more perspective than numbers. But according to, you know, baseball references, war by average, or excuse me, war by position, I already told you Christian Walker was below average in 2020. But not just him. He wasn't the only one below average at his position. Catcher and third base was also below average at their position 2020. And that's no surprise. Carson Kelly looked like a shell of himself in 2020, and so did Eduardo Escobar. And for both of them, they both struggled in different ways. For Carson Kelly, it was more just his overall confidence at the plate and at the in the strike zone. For Eduardo Escobar, a lot of it could have been you know linked to his possible weight gain coming into uh, into the spring training out of shape. So. For the D-backs, what production are they going to get in 2021? And I want to believe they're going to get closer to that 2019 version and the 2020 version that we saw. But I can't say that with confidence. Carson Kelly, there's a reason why the Cardinals weren't afraid to move him. When I talked to Lucas of the Lockdown Cardinals, I don't even know when it was, but it was months ago. He said, I never really saw it with Carson Kelly. He said that. He wasn't afraid to move him because he never shown it on the major league level. Yeah, in the minors, he was good. But Lucas said he never really saw it from Carson Kelly on the major league level. And so far, outside of 2020, we haven't really seen it either as D-backs fans. Christian Walker, I think he's still going to be a good player in 2021. He's still only 30 years old. He's shown that he does have pop. He has shown he can hit for average and get on base at a decent clip. We're just going to need him to work on that defense. Ketel Marte, I definitely believe he can have a bounce back season. I believe that guy just has too much talent to just not get any better than what he already is. And he's still so young. He's still so, uh, still still working on his game and still trying to find where he fits in Major League Baseball as a whole. Because outside of twenty outside of twenty nineteen, he hasn't really had an elite level season like that. So people don't want to just believe Ketel Marte. 
Ketel Marte is an aberration. And I don't believe Ketel Marte is an aberration. I believe if you look at his 2018 season, his then his 2019 season, you can see progress. You can see growth. But in 2020, all of that just kind of bottomed out. And I want to blame a lot of these failures that these players had on the fact that it was just a 2020 season. It was COVID. It was a lot of just external factors that affected these guys. And I believe Ketel Marte is going to get back to form. Nick Ahmed, he's, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be the same level of player he's been for the last few seasons. And then Eduardo Escobar, I think he's probably the biggest question mark in the infield because Carson Kelly, uh, he's a question mark too. He's probably right there with Eduardo Escobar, but he's less of a wild card. He's less of a question mark because he's kind of been the same guy throughout his career uh you know outside 2019 he's kind of been the same dude we saw in 2020 and all other seasons of his career but for Eduardo Escobar he's coming off a career season and there's no reason why coming off a career year he should have a career worst year the next season and he's still a guy who's He's the guy right now who's entering his mid-30s, I guess. He's still only 32 years old, so there's no reason why Escobar can't get back to that 2019 form that we saw from him. This guy, you know, dating back to his Twins days, has at least been a 20-home run kind of guy, a guy who bats around 260, 270. He should be closer to that guy in 2019 than the guy we saw in 2020, but he has to get in shape. He has to come into camp confident and the biggest thing with this D-backs infield that I like a lot is that there's now a wild card in the mix. And that is their new signing. I'm going to struggle with his name all season, but Astrubal Cabrera. And he's going to be a big time player in the mix because he's not going to be an everyday starter. But he can push these dudes to new levels because he's going to be a platoon guy. He's probably going to get 300 plate appearances. And a guy like Escobar does struggle and is... Closer to that twenty nine, uh, closer to that twenty twenty version of him than the twenty nineteen version, then Cabrera might start pushing for his job, and that goes for anyone in this infield. If Nick Ahmed suddenly can't really play defense anymore, his offense is not good enough to keep him in the lineup. As if Christian Walker, for some reason, if his offense, if he just starts to lose that power and doesn't become a home th- home run threat any longer, then Cabrera might push him too. But I think Cabrera is going to be in that first base mode. He's going to be playing some second base. He's going to be playing some shortstop. He's going to be playing third. You can really put Cabrera at any position in the infield. And that's the nice thing about him. He has flexibility and he's a guy who could get who can hit left-handed pitching and he doesn't strike out a lot. So he brings two positives to his D-backs offense. And I just like bringing Cabrera into the mix because now it just puts everyone else on edge. No one else can feel safe and secure in their job and they feel like they have to perform to keep their job. And I want to put that pressure on the players because sports is supposed to be a meritocracy. And if you're not getting it done, then you're going to be replaced. And Cabrera, he might be 35 years old, but he still had a productive 2020 season. He was better than Eduardo Escobar and pretty much every other infielder. The D-backs were shelling out last season. Uh, So Cabrera, even though he might not be the player he once was, even though he's 35, Coming off 2020, he's easily, if you were just looking at 2020, he was easily the best player of the infielders 
uh, that we mentioned today, just based off the 2020 numbers. And I don't think right now he's the best infielder that the D-backs have. I surely hope not, but maybe he is the most steady. Maybe he is the most consistent. And if a guy like Eduardo Espar starts to fall off, then I think a guy like Cabrera is going to be right there in the wings, ready to take his spot. Now, I'll talk and give my thoughts on the idea of MLB deadening their baseballs. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Now, the reason why I love Built Bar is because I'm a health-conscious guy, but I have a sweet tooth. I love to eat candy, and Built Bar actually tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are we ready for some basketball? The NBA season is here, and it is heating up, and there is one place that has you covered and one place we trust, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betterline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm betting on LeBron James to win MVP this season, and you can too. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's talk about the MLB deadening their baseballs because this is something that I just absolutely don't get and I absolutely don't get behind. So MLB, they found apparently in an independent lab that the new fly balls that they want to implement will fly one to two feet shorter on balls hit over 375 feet. These balls are just not going to go as far. And in 2019, in the regular season, Home runs were hit on a historic average. 6.6% of plate appearances resulted in home runs in 2019. That number fell to just 6.5% in 2020. So a record 6,776 home runs were hit in 2019. But somehow MLB thinks that was a bad thing. And so to combat that, apparently the way to make uh, baseballs go farther or shorter is is on how tight you sew it. I'm not, you know, here to talk about the minutia and the particulars about how, you know, how how the science behind how far baseball goes works. But I am here to talk about why it's a bad thing to to think you need to deaden the baseball because listen, in sports right now, we see a trend and some of it's for better, some of it's for worse. I get, you know, in basketball, you see these crazy scores nowadays. You see teams shooting more threes. In the NFL, you see passing going crazy. You see 
you know, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and some of it does have negative effects. You know, are there too many teams shooting threes and not playing enough defense in the NFL? Are they becoming too pass happy and just phasing out the running backs? Yes, those are some causes of concerns, but also guess what? Those sports are more popular now than they ever were before. And it's because guess what? People love offense. We want to see offense. We want to see runs on the board. We want to see high scoring games. Yes, uh, maybe there's some negative effect when you see a Nets game go 140 to, to 145. But guess what? That's a lot more fun to watch than the game that goes 90 to 85 or a football game that goes, you know, 10-7. Tell me which Super Bowl do you think was more fun? The Super Bowl with the Rams versus uh, the 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 Super Bowl with the Rams versus the Patriots, where they didn't score a touchdown, or the Super Bowl where it was the Patriots versus the Eagles, where you had both teams combined for like nearly eighty points. Because I think the latter Rams, or excuse me, I think the latter Patriots versus Eagles was a lot more fun to watch than seeing the Patriots versus Rams just have a defensive battle and no one scores. But hey, that's just me, and I think for baseball. You want to bring eyeballs onto the sport. You want the sport to be entertaining. And if there's going to be more home runs in the sport, I think that's going to help out your sport. Guess what? People don't want, people already don't really want to watch baseball unless you grew up watching baseball like me. You already were indoctrined into baseball and the MLB. Then you already are going to watch the sport and you're already going to watch the whole game for but for other people who are just casual fans who might just walk by TV and, and see a baseball game, they're not watching it to see what the pitcher does. They're not watching it saying, hey, look at that guy. Look at that that, that curveball he's out there throwing. No. When they walk past the TV, they're going to say, whoa, Fernando Tatis is at the plate. I want to know if he hits a home run. People just don't care about pitching and defense like you might think they should or would as an MLB fan. People want to see offense. And yes, great pitching is always great to watch too. But which games do you think are more fun to watch? Games that end 1-0 or games that end 10-8? I'm going to go with the 10-8. And I'm just a guy that wants to see offense. And I think for baseball, they want to increase that offense. I think the best way to bring eyeballs to the sport is for there to be something to watch and for it to have that explosiveness. So many people, when they say why they don't watch baseball, they say it's too slow, not enough action. There's just not enough going on, a lot of stop and go, a lot of stoppage in play. So for MLB to think the best way to combat that is, hey, let's take away more offense, let's deaden the baseball and make it more of a pitcher-friendly game, that just doesn't make any sense. That's like the NFL saying, hey, let's make more rules for defensive players so now it's harder for the quarterback to throw the ball. That wouldn't make any sense. No one wants to watch the game to see defense and the non-offensive uh, contributions. People want to watch the game to see points on the board, as I already mentioned. And for baseball to think, hey, let's go in the opposite direction. Everyone's zigging toward offense. Let's zag back to the days when offenses were scoring, what, four runs a game? Back to the mid-2000s where offenses weren't really that popping. Guess what? The best era in baseball, the most popular era in baseball was the steroid era. And why is that? Because home runs were flying out of the ballpark every left and right way. I, every left and which right way? I don't even know what the phrase is, but 
People love to watch baseball back in the steroid era because it was fun. You saw so many dudes. You had the home run chase. Like, tell me the best version of baseball wasn't the home run chase. It wasn't Mark McGuire hitting 60-plus home runs. It wasn't Barry Bonds going for the MLB home run record. That's what we wanted to see. Barry Bonds was must-see TV because anytime he got at the plate, he was liable to hit a home run and imagine if instead of those 70 plus home runs he just hit 45 and it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be must-see television and baseball would have even less eyeballs now if they chose to deaden baseballs back then so for baseball to think hey let's go against what actually works not only in our sport because we've seen our sport be the most productive be the most fun, being the most, you know, entertainmentful. I don't even know what the right word. Most, the best joy, best source of entertainment that came from baseball during the steroid era when there was a lot of runs and across sports in general. Offense is what brings eyeballs to the television set. And for baseball to think the best way to increase the exposure of the game and build that connection with your younger fans is to take away offense and deaden the balls, it just doesn't make much sense to me. So MLB, get your act together because we want to see offense. We want to see the runs on the board and deadening the baseball will not help the sport of baseball because I want to see baseball thrive. I want it to go back to being America's pastime. That's just not going to happen if it's the D-backs winning by a score of 2-1 to every game. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. And remember, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked on Today podcast. Peter Bursiowski hosts Locked on Today, a daily podcast bringing down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked on Today wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's podcast. As always, come back later in the week for more Dimebacks podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network because it's your team every day. Stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces!